Hi, this is Sue Burke. Welcome to my podcast. When you hear the word space, what comes to mind? Meteor showers, constellations, our sun, black holes? What about human-made objects, as in artificial satellites? Yes, we can see artificial satellites and with the naked eye. I'm gonna show you how. I was lucky enough to have a few clear nights and outside watching the gorgeous Persid meteor shower on August 12th. I kept seeing small objects chugging along high in the sky I realized they were artificial satellites. It was one of those embarrassing moments. Of course they're satellites. (laughs) What is a human-made object in space? An Earth satellite, also known as an artificial satellite, is a man-made object launched into orbit around Earth. What purpose do they serve? uh, Scientific experiments and advancement, climate control, communication, and for us, stargazing. The biggest, brightest artificial satellite in space is the International Space Station. It can shine as brightly as Venus, which is 16 times more intense than the brightest star, Sirius. The the International Space Station orbit changes, so everyone on our planet has a chance to see it pass overhead. No telescope or binoculars needed. This is a great science activity. You can sign up on NASA's website to spot the station. I've got a link on my web page. Where exactly does the International Space Station orbit? It orbits in something called the Low Earth Orbit. How high up is that? It is about 250 miles above us, and that's considered low. As a point of reference, commercial jets fly about 6 to 8 miles above us. The pilots will often say cruising out to 35,000 feet. The reason why is that this altitude, the air is thin enough to reduce drag and high enough to avoid weather events. Well, okay, sometimes there is some turbulence. But anyway, a low Earth orbit, as I said, is, goes up about 1,200 miles. And one orbit usually takes a satellite about 90 minutes to go around the Earth. Medium Earth orbit is between 2,000 and 3,500 kilometers, or 1,200 and 2,200 miles. High Earth orbit is one quarter of the way to the moon. Before I move on, I'd like to point out that an orbit is a curved path in space, curved because of gravity. For more reading on orbit shapes, I've got a link on my webpage. There are special orbits that have to do with satellites. They're called geosynchronous versus, there's another one called geostationary. The difference is geosynchronous means a satellite matches the rotation of the Earth. So one orbital period for a geosynchronous satellite means it takes exactly one day. And geosynchronous, when it is lying at the plane of the equator, is called geostationary. A satellite in a geostationary orbit has the cool property of appearing overhead all the time. So it's fixed to an observer on the ground. Plus, the orbit is circular because it's going exactly around the equator, which is different than most orbits. A geostationary satellite 
meaning going around the equator in a circular orbit, is great for monitoring the weather. If you go to a weather website to see the radar, that information is coming from a satellite in a geosynchronous orbit. They are hard to spot because they won't look like they're moving to us because they're always overhead in the exact same spot. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't want to turn this into a physics lesson, but there's one more point about uh, orbits that don't move, and those are called Lagrange points. They are in a way up in a high Earth orbit, not the low Earth orbit like geostationary satellites. They are special locations where a satellite will stay stationary relative to the Earth because the gravity from the Earth cancels out the pull of the gravity from the Sun. And there are five Lagrange points. The higher a satellite's orbit, the slower it moves, which seems weird. You'd think they would go faster because the air is thinner. The reason why is because of gravity. The pull of gravity gets stronger and the satellite moves more quickly. So how many man-made satellites are there orbiting around the Earth? As of April 2020, there were a total of 2,666 satellites in space. 1,900 of them were in low Earth orbit. Since then, we've had a lot of launches, the busiest being SpaceX, which has been launching satellites at an average pace of one mission per month, and they launch about 60 each time. The internet project is called Starlink. So far, SpaceX has launched more than 600 into orbit. Amazon also recently announced its plan called Project Coupier to launch a mega constellation of 3,000 satellites. This is in order to provide internet connection to underconnected parts of the world. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk must, must chat about this, <laughs> maybe over cocktails. So at geosynchronous orbit, in the low Earth orbit, the ring around the Earth can accommodate 1,800 satellites. Each one of them would be one degree apart. So competition could get fierce between these people. Now, how do we see these geosynchronous satellites in low Earth orbit? On a clear night, go outside at dusk or at dawn. Dusk is the best time. The reason why is because satellites reflect sunlight. We can take advantage of the just setting sun while the sky is dark. The just setting sun will still be shining up into that area and reflect off the satellites. Odds are you won't have to wait more than 15 minutes to see one once you settle yourself in. You can see up to 100 on a clear night. An artificial satellite will look like a star steadily moving across the sky. If the lights are blinking, you're seeing a plane, not a satellite. Remember, satellites do not have their own lights. They remain at a steady brightness and follow a consistent speed and direction across the sky. Speaking of brightness, that is actually a con of all the satellites that are being launched into space these days. This worries astronomers because satellites are clogging the sky and it affects their scientific data. You might also ask, what about artificial satellites that no longer operate? Waste management sure can't pick them up and recycle the metal. Plus, the risk of collision is very real. If you saw the movie Gravity, you'll know what I'm talking about. Space junk can impact other objects and does so at over 22,000 miles per hour. Collisions with pieces as small as a nut or bolt whizzing around can cause damage to operating satellites and telescopes. There's even an agency dedicated to space junk. They state that 70% of space junk is in low Earth orbit and I've got some photos from their site on my blog page. The, 
photos are only space junk. But we've become very reliant on technology and we can't do without it, me included. Well, what do we do about the space junk? Getting angry won't help. For now, scientists and satellite operators do one of two things. For the higher satellites, operators blast them further away. There is an orbit 200 miles above high Earth orbit that is called the graveyard orbit. For the low, smaller satellites in low Earth orbit, uh, the little ones can burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. But the ones that don't burn up all the way, they have to do something about those. And what they do is they direct them to a remote area on planet Earth. And there is actually an area in the South Pacific Ocean called the Spacecraft Cemetery. In 2019, India's anti-missile testing resulted in over 400 pieces of space junk flying around in low Earth orbit for almost two weeks. This put the International Space Station at risk of collision. Now the International Space Station is maneuverable and so they just went out of, got out of the way. But the incident caused people to become concerned and scientists and astronomers got together and started having discussions about more solutions to combat the growing potential for space junk. Science is on it. So for now, let's enjoy the lovely night sky and spot some artificial satellites. And now you know how to see them. Thanks for stopping by. I hope to see you soon. Take care.